welcome to a very special Football Scotland podcast recorded in the evening. Not in time for your daily commute at all, hopefully in time for your morning commute. I'm Jonah McFarlane and today myself and Chris Doyle will be looking over Celtic's 3-1 victory in Sarajevo and Rangers 4-0 win in Gibraltar. It's nice, Chris, to be reporting on two games that went so well for Scottish clubs. Exactly, just um, like potential banana skins really um, so early on like Rangers now now at half time you're maybe thinking what's going to go on here and then they just looked really good in the second half yeah dominant performance yeah in the dominant and then it's just kind of the same with Celtic they looked like they were kind of really struggling to get get to grips with the game that first half they just looked a wee bit dysfunctional and then all of a sudden obviously they go, go a goal behind then Mikey Johnson with just like kind of a moment of magic really kind of just sparked them into life and then from that point on they just now really looked back and then Sinclair gets that goal then and all of a sudden a free one sort of advantage going into the return leg it's really the ties over for both for both sides really yeah terrific let's go into the Rangers uh, game first into a little bit more detail obviously as you say really poor first half performance slow one of those games where We've really seen it a lot from Rangers uh, last season where they were up against a load lion defensive side who are well organised, getting lots of men behind the ball and looking just to spring out on the counter-attack really, not having any attacking intent in terms of trying to boss the play or control the game. And Rangers kind of struggled with that and they were moving the ball too slowly. They, they weren't penetrating in behind. They were putting a lot of crosses in for Jermaine Defoe, and that's not really his game. So at halftime, it was quite frustrating. But whatever Steven Gerrard did uh, during that halftime break, it made a significant difference because Rangers came out of the traps, didn't they? Yeah, he probably just maybe gave them, told them to get their act together, really. <laughs> it's not the sort of performance he would have enjoyed seeing. Um, they just came out with more intent, I think. Mm. Yeah, just the first half, kind of just from side to side, kind of going through the motions and... It just wasn't really get. They were just yeah. They just had you know kind of ten men or eleven men behind the ball, and they weren't getting anywhere. But yeah, I think Ojo seems. I mean, only seen him seen him a bit in the friendly the weekend. Um, nice goal, and he almost scored like pretty much the same goal tonight. But a wonderful know, curling finish, wasn't it? He opened his body well, up and just put it so far into that corner. The keeper had no chance. Well, there must be a reason why Liverpool, you know have him in the first place um, yeah. he's obviously got something about him and just with two games I know the opposition isn't great it just kind of makes me think like maybe they won't miss Ryan Kent kind of after all because he just he looks really sort of exciting and he's just like got a lot of kind of flair and that kind of um, yeah just that kind of bit of magic in the final third yeah he looks like he's got pace to burn he looks like he's got power to burn and you've got to think based on these two games, although it's early, Rangers look like they've they've got another good signing on their hands. Um, in terms of the overall game, uh, Borna Barisic was remarkable given that he had an assist. Um, great cross in for Ryan Jack's volleyed opener and then scored a terrific free kick as well. Now, many people thought that Barisic was on the outs in terms of Rangers, that he would be one of the names that Steven Gerrard would be looking to put a cross through. But I know it's early doors, He's put a bit of faith in him. He's brought him in to this starting lineup in this first game. He could have gone with Andy Halliday. Uh, I know John Flanagan's been injured, so it's, so it's given him a clear run. But he's repaid his faith, and he's looking good. And Steven Gerrard did take the time in the aftermatch presser to come out and say, look, he's been very impressive. He looks mentally and physically right. And uh, there's more to come where, where Borna Barisic is, is, is concerned. Is, is that music to Rangers fans' ears? Because... 
This is a Croatian international who cost £2 million. They saw what he was like when he was playing for Osijek. He looked tremendous. And he just hasn't been able to produce for Rangers so far. But today, I think we were seeing flashes of what he's capable of. Yeah, I don't think his quality was ever in doubt. It was, he was just really frustrating last year because he yeah. couldn't keep himself on the park. And that's actually why Gerrard was just so frustrated because he didn't really have that sort of a backup sort of in that position. And yeah, obviously maybe that's why also he didn't, when he came back in the side, he wasn't playing his best football. But I think, you know, you can see that he's got an absolute wand of a left foot. So you just knew that he has that quality. So if he can just get that kind of sustained sort of, you know, period in the team. I'm sure he can kind of just go on from from what he showed tonight. And obviously, there's such a a good ball in for one of the goals, and then obviously like the the free kick as well. Like it just shows you that he does. I think he can live up to that sort of that two million pound price tag. Yeah, he's a player whose class isn't really in doubt. It's more his mentality. Yeah. Gerard sort of again touched on that, but. It looks like he may have gone away and had a good think in the summer and has come back determined, but you, can, you can't really tell at this stage of the season. It's too early, but uh, good signs nonetheless for Rangers fans. Now, um, 4-0 overall, clearly this tie is dead. So the big question is, how do Rangers approach this second leg? This is presumably now a training exercise. Yeah, I mean, I think they just need to... I think Jada will... We'll use it as that just in terms of like get there's he's got quite a big squad i'm sure he'll want to get sort of them playing a lot more morelos only kind of he scored but he only came uh, came on for a second half was carrying a knock so he hasn't really played any of the friendlies so mm. be hoping i'd say you might just give him the if he's fit give him the 90 minutes and same with other players just to kind of make make a few changes because he still hasn't really had a proper look at all of his players you know yeah might be a days. good might be a good time to bring in the new players and bed them in in a game where there's not an awful lot of pressure yep. the tie's already put to bed but it is a competitive yep. game um, so players like Jake Hasty, like Greg Stewart, this might be the perfect environment for them. But anyway, we're going to move on from Rangers now. Um, if you want to get more analysis of the Rangers game, there is a, a video up on the Football Scotland website with myself and Gaby Mackay. We talked about the game in detail just after uh, the end of the match, so you can get that there if you want any more information. Now, we're going to move on to Celtic. As I say, um, 3-1 victory in Sarajevo. A lot of people, myself included, looked at that tie and thought that's a difficult first qualifying round game. There could have been five or six that were, were significantly easier names out of the hat than Sarajevo. Um, and you know what? Celtic looked rough and, and ready for that first 25 minutes. They looked like they were severely troubled from set pieces. And it was squeaky bum time. Yeah. But they turned it around and, and by the end, 60 minutes went by in that game where they were completely dominant. Yeah, I was I was kind of thinking maybe the defence was just going to capitulate with sort of Ayer, sort of right back for that first 20 minutes, wasn't looking very comfortable. Then Siminovic just was having one of those games that where he just doesn't look like a competent defender. And then Beaton was just, obviously he's playing out of position, so that doesn't help him having someone in there that sort of isn't, isn't got that kind of confidence. So um, I think it was looking like you, maybe it's one of these away ties you see Celtic and they end up kind of, they, they concede a second and then it's just a completely different game. So they might, I think it's, they, they deserve credit for in terms of like just steadying themselves and just kind of, kind of, kind of be gritting it out, be gutsy Sure, Showed a strong yeah, mentality. I think it? so, especially if it's the first competitive game of the season. You know, that could have easily went another way and you're saying Sarajevo, yeah, it's just a difficult place. You've seen it with the rain lashing down, you know, the difficult like, sort of, the, atmosphere as the well. Atmosphere, yeah, it's just in, yeah, it just shows you that 
it's a, it was a difficult tie for them to get, but I think they've done well. Will Lennon be um, placated by the fact that Celtic looked most troubled by set pieces and he's still got his six foot five centre half, one of the best headers of the ball in France, Christopher Julien, to come into the mix? Because surely that's something that he's going to sort out. Yeah, definitely. And I just think the yeah, obviously from from his height height standpoint, he will be able to deal with them. Hopefully, absolutely. Better, but but statistics as more, well from France. Yeah, that as well. But I actually think it's just more the set pieces they just look really kind of disorganised with it. I just mm. think it's actually more his leadership they will come in and bring to get them ready. You know, like a set pieces is all about actually just getting the team sort of ready for the ball coming in, being all prepared for it. Um, whereas the Celtic just didn't look like that and obviously they conceded from it and I just think with Beata, Beata was kind of that presence and, and the defence did that so I just can see Julian coming in and obviously you're seeing he's very uh, effective in there which will be great but I just think he'll also bring that kind of stability and leadership to get them sort of sorted really and he's at that age at 26 where you would expect him to come in and do that now Celtic got a goal behind it's a bad goal to lose from a set play but but the crucial thing is, within two minutes, they're back level. And it's a terrific goal by Mikey Johnson. Yeah. Um, Celtic, from then on in, dominate the game. Then, Odson Edward, what a terrific finish that was. Calm, composed. Do you think he's a guy that can now be Celtic's 30-goal-a-season number nine? Uh, I'm not so quite sure he can be sort of 30 goals. This, uh, like he's just 20-odd 20, 20 last year, I think, 21. Yeah, but he was, like in terms of the, the actual game, he was actually kind of floating in and out of it. But that's the thing, he can just kind of turn up and you know, take on like a few defenders and he's just so calm and cool in front of front of goal. But he just tends to drift out of a match, which obviously it was, I think it was Chris Dutton had those controversial comments the weekend just saying that he was quite harsh on him, talking about Griffiths. And I think... Yeah, he's not. But in terms of what he was saying, he has a point in the, in the sense of like, he doesn't. Sh- I think he's just frustrated by him because he show- doesn't show it often enough. But he certainly scores in the big games. So I, th- I think that's one thing you can't. Yeah, you can't take away from him. He's a big game player. Scores if it's Rangers or if it's in Europe. Yeah. Um. I think he can. I think he can progress. Um. Thirty goals. Um. It's 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 possible, but I don't know. I've still there's still a little sort of kind of doubts about if he can kind of, uh, provide it on a consistent basis. And the third goal, I think it's probably the best of the lot. Great run down the right-hand side by Lewis Morgan, who who looked really lively yeah. when he came on. Um, a lot of people maybe considering whether or not he has a long-term Celtic future, but perhaps you look at Ryan Christie and think that's a similar type of uh, route that he can take into that Celtic team. Certainly looked bright. Puts a cross in. <laughs> Scott Sinclair back to goal, like a proper number 10, in terms of the traditional number 10, the sort of big, strong striker. And just what a moment of ingenuity to just flick that ball with the back heel past the keeper. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was just so nonchalant as well. Um, yeah, he just um, he was only on on the pitch for not, not for not long at all, and then um, yeah, just really like it just the importance of the goal as well. Just puts the tie kind of out of reach for yeah. Sarajevo, uh, and yeah, you're thinking that it's a good goal to get for him because Johnson's came into his position, had a really good good game, and. They two are seems like they're just going to be fighting for that left wing position of mm. the season because it's hard to sort of Scott Sinclair, Scott Sinclair, sorry, provides like a lot of important goals for the club. Um, there is a feeling that Scott Sinclair might be out on his way out. He might be a well, good signing for a, a yeah. Premier League club. You can get him for about one point five, two million pounds. Well, snap him up. You well, know he's going to be a solid player in that league. But he showed his decisive quality there, didn't he? And, yeah. and it was a tremendous uh, finish. Now. 
what does that mean for the second leg? Celtic are home and hosed here, surely, but they'll have to be a little bit less nonchalant than the Rangers yeah. will have to be. It still looks like it's a very good result for Celtic overall, doesn't it? I mean, as I said at the start, there's, there's many people who would have said that Celtic would struggle uh, to get through this tie uh, comfortably. And, yeah. and that looks like that's what they've done. And I think when you, especially when you take into account the first 20 minutes, if you're, if you're analysing that game, um, I think they've just, yeah, all the things kind of against them in terms of like, have, obviously you've got Tierney out, then obviously... Um, what did you make of uh, Bolly balling goalie, which I need yeah, to work on? Goalie, yes, and it was very difficult name to say. I don't know, it was quite difficult. They, obviously, well, the trouble, troublesome thing is that he went off injured with apparently it's an ankle injury. Mm. Um, they don't know how long he's going to be out for it. And if him and Tierney are both out at the same time, that's really could be prove quite a big issue going into this new season. Great for Johnny Hayes. Well, yes, but they've <laughs> got, essentially, Celtic have these, the exact same issue in the right back where they need to bring someone in. So they've just brought him in and then he gets injured. It's a horrible slice of luck. Um, but yeah, he just, he seemed bright going forward. Um, he got caught in possession a few times. But I don't think they really got to get a full idea of what, what he's like. But he obviously seemed very, very fast and agile going forward. Technically um, good as well. Yeah, I thought he, he looked yeah. like he could take the ball and uh, It's probably it and not... Like, a European tie, so away from home, is probably not the best game in terms of, like, you'll be able to see his sort of, like, kind of... His attributes, I feel like, in a Premiership game or whatever, like, when Celtic have the ball most of the, most of the time, he'll be sort of kind of bombing forward, almost just as like a left winger. Well, of, yeah, you so saw elements be, of that, though. You did see yeah, elements I of that know, throughout the game yeah, where he was true. taking the ball in advanced positions, uh, making runs uh, on the overlap, and looked pretty solid generally. Okay, well, we're going to call it a day there. Um, we'll be back tomorrow before 4pm with the usual podcast. Um, you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook, at football underscore Scott to keep up with all the action in the meantime. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>